Here's the snap back. Here's the kick. He's got the leg into it. If it is good, and it is! Austin Stars! A 49-yard field goal! And Indiana leads 27 to 24! Austin Indorak wants to throw it. Rolling out of the pocket to a strong hand. Delivers deep down the field. Caught touchdown, Fry Fogle again. We've unfortunately come to that time in the season review series. This is the LEO podcast, and it's time to talk lack of run game, big plays, not by us and the Thai Fry Pinnix coming out party. Let's break down the first loss of the season to Ohio State. I'm your host, Michael Bragg, and you can follow me on Twitter at Braggley. That's at B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. Here with my co-host, Brandon. You can find him on Twitter. That's at Brandon Dubich. Brandon spelled traditionally Dubich, D-U-B-I-C-H. What's up, Brando? What are you talking about lack of run game? This is exactly how I play every single Madden game I've ever played. I absolutely love it. Throw the ball 50 times, run the ball 10. It's a phenomenal strategy on the road against a top three team. It's great. Yeah, it almost worked. It almost worked. Yeah. Almost worked. So, so I guess, um, I mean, we talked pre, pre-pod. I'm not super, I mean, I'm, I came off as if I'm not excited to talk about this game. This game was a, uh, an exciting, I don't want to say fun. It wasn't very fun. But an exciting game, uh, encouraging game to watch. Uh, and then the rewatch was um, kind of where some of my disappointment came in. And we'll kind of hit why I was disappointed it, during well, the I'm not rewatch. doing this. It does make good podcasting when the two people on it are opposite. That is podcasting 101. But I love that we actually had different reactions on the rewatch. Like, there, there are tons of disappointing moments. But... You know, we're going to hear me hit on it on the, when we go to significance. We normally say significance of the win, but I do think there were significant points in this in the loss. And so I just want to come out and say it right away. You know, you could tell this is a Tom Allen team by the resiliency. You know how many teams just pack it up when they go down 28 nothing? You know how many teams pack it up when they go up down 35-7? You know, and how they went down, um, you know, after that pick, there were just so many moments where you could tell there was a leader and Tom Allen would not let this team quit. That's the significance that came out of me. I'll have more later, but yeah, I mean, there was obviously a lot of moments where you just put your hands on your head and ah, it was just so tough to watch. But overall I had a, I, I had a fun, I had a fun experience watching this. Um, I would love to get a, an outside opinion on this. Uh, we have a producer on, so we'll get in his, his opinions into it later. But I would love to know someone who had no dog in this fight because, you know, I think is ESPN Classics, is that still a thing? I haven't watched it in like a really long time. Uh, maybe yes. like on one of their side networks or something. Well, anyway, ESPN this Plus. this definitely has to be an ESPN's classic game because this was just an absolute blast. This was awesome entertainment. Well, we should have known the second that Gus Johnson came on and started talking that this was going to be a close game because everything yeah. everything revolves around him because he's got to be oh, right back in it. Just, you know, just dumb shit like that. So uh, let's get into it, man. Uh, it, we 
bro. Like the first quarter was weird because I felt like on offense we were all sorts of hyped up. Like way well, too what about my up. boy Brian Fitzgerald getting beat down the seam when you know just don't get beat deep? What up, Brian Fitzgerald? You fucking suck. Oh shit. He was really bad this game. So was Monster. Um, our safeties were kind of poop in this game. <laughs> this is really not good. Um, probably the, the biggest weakness, uh, other than David Ellis, was our safety play. Damn, dude, you just took out three players in like 15 seconds. Pew, 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 These pew. poor kids, man. Pew, pew, they tried. <laughs> They're trying. They're just, they were just in the Remember wrong spot. There's a reason why Kane's gone. There's just... a reason why we let Kane go instead of extended him. That's why it's his pro- It's his fault. Uh, it's but Lomax yeah, what a drive fault. by, what a drive by fields in that, in that first, you know, we, you know, we go six and out, um, a little bit of a tough first drive, but then they just go guns blazing and you're right gus johnson was just blowing fields immediately oh yeah just then failed with a strike down the middle <laughs> yeah so yeah we, they hit quick and that was the one thing that they were kind of talking about like oh let's see if they can hit quick or whatever it's almost like it was scripted two plays 75 yards yeah just boom done and then right there you're just like oh crap so Good thing was it didn't turn out to be too bad of a first quarter. They only had that one really big play on us. Uh, defense actually played pretty well. I think we had, I think, I don't have those stats in front of me, but I'm pretty sure those two picks in the first quarter. Was that correct? Uh, Yeah, we had uh, the Johnsons. Um, We had Jamar Johnson make a phenomenal read. Again, this is the second time I've said it. This needs to be on his NFL combine tape. He, he runs a basically hash to hash. Um, the announcers actually said it was a bad throw by Fields. I don't think it was a bad throw at all. Jamar Johnson just made an absolute elite read. The dude ran about 20 to 25 yards to pick that throw off. You're talking um, about Jerome or Jamar? Jamar, Jamar. Okay. Um, when he ran hash to hash for, for that interception. Oh, that one, the first, the the first one. The first yeah, one. and it was, it was a phenomenal return. Um, he didn't fumble it. Um, but... <laughs> Uh, yeah, no. And then, and then you had the, the pinball interception, um, which was a great play by Reese. Um, I, I don't know if it was Olave or Wilson did a really good job of playing defense. Cause I think Reese may have had a pick six. Um, one of the receivers, uh, really played really good defense. And then it bounced off, uh, bounced off Reese and then Jalen and then landed in Jerome Johnson's lap. And and like a smart returner, he went down immediately. Yeah, I, I can't see him rumbling, tumbling, stumbling down uh, the sideline or anything. Chris so, Berman. Uh, but we, yeah. we, we've talked about the slow starts. And, and yeah. that's one thing I, w- I want to talk about here because you have five plays, three plays, four plays, five plays, three plays. That's our first quarter. Yeah. Which absolutely, again, at least they're consistent. That's been their first quarter the entire season. Um, you know, at our end of season, you know, I was kind of giving Sheridan all the props. Your first quarter, you're definitely your first drive, but most of your first quarter um, is scripted. Um, and the script just kind of didn't work. Um, so again, I mean, I, I've, been a, I've been a little harsh on Penix 
with starting slow. And I certainly think that's true, but he certainly isn't getting a lot of a, you know, a good script to work off of. I mean, look, look at, look at Ohio state's first script. They knew right away to go after Brian Fitzgerald and ding, ding, ding home run play. Um, so that, that's one thing we definitely got to shore up is, is our slow starts and our better scripted beginnings. Yeah, I agree. And this time, I don't know, you know, before I felt like it was a lot of like drop balls and a lot of other things. This one, I just think was, they were just hyped, man. They just came in, right? I can't imagine what that pregame speech was like, let alone the halftime speech. But the pregame speech, I mean, maybe maybe we just need to calm it down there at the beginning. Maybe we just need to have somebody like, uh, I don't know, Coach Warren, the the new defensive coordinator, he seems like a pretty decently calm guy. Maybe he should just like McCullough seems chill. Yeah, McCullough. Maybe maybe Dylan McCullough or um, uh, who just came back? That was him, right? McCullough yeah, just came he, back. Yeah, McCullough yeah, just McCullough came back just from came the Chiefs. Back. Yeah, but just have McCullough do it. Yeah. That's speaking funny. of hyped, what about that snap over the head? Um, I just got real, real bad Steeler Browns vibes. I completely forgot that snap over the head happened. And then I have, then I, and I got PTSD while watching that. I was like, Oh no. So all, all my noted, all my bullet point there is I hate centers. That's it. That's <laughs> end, end of bullet point. Yeah. He's that's just, that's all it is, man. It was Too just hyped. pure hype. The whole, uh, pretty much the whole first half. Yeah. Uh, you know, outside of the first quarter, the you know the next drive series, you've got uh, what we had three plays to end the first quarter, and then we finally get another touchdown, or finally get our first touchdown. Sorry, yeah, uh, very nice earlier touchdown. It was a really good drive. Yeah, six plays, eighty-four yards. Uh, but then again, you know, without skipping too far ahead, if we can get to halftime real quick, as far as our drives go, six plays for the touchdown, and then three plays, four plays, but it was a good drive, fumble, and then. And Neil at the Who end of the half. I just a player on our team fumbled the football. A young so, man fumbled the football. Way to be political. Uh, I'm not going to be because I got to stay on brand here. Um, let's let's talk about some of their drives um, that were that were really kept alive uh, by Justin Fields running the ball. Um, IU absolutely made their hay, and I I I hope that just because Kane Womack left that it continues, they continue to send pressure, but would you have liked this for them to kind of peel that pressure back? Because I don't know how many times I saw Micah McFadden or I saw a safety or I saw James Miller, or I saw Cam Jones run right past Justin Fields. Now he's an elite first round talent going to slide to the Steelers at 24. Um, But again, he's, he's an elite talent. I would have, like so many times I saw them charging at him and he makes one move and blows by. Um, let me look up how many rushing yards he had, but I don't know. I, I don't want to say change who you are because of the guy across the field, but I would have kind of liked them to change what they did because of the guy off the field. No, because of, because of the pressure is what led to those three sacks or the three um, interceptions. They also, Our they problem also led was, to three touchdowns. Yeah, well... Our problem, we can take three touchdowns. That's fine. Our problem was the missed sacks on those pressures. I mean, I, I couldn't count all of them, but I bet you five to seven. We missed yep. five to seven sacks. And I get it. I mean, he's a big dude. There was one play. Uh, I want to say it was first quarter. 
had to have been the first quarter where we had Micah come in and somebody else. Both of them got their hands on him. Couldn't bring him down. I mean, had him, had him yep. wrapped. And it wasn't like they even went in super hard and this dude made like a big spin move out of it. It just, they just missed the tackle. Well, it was a little bit of oldness again, a lot of arm tackling. Yeah. You know, that, if, if anything with, with coach Warren coming in, I'd like to see that get cleaned up. If there's one thing that needs to be cleaned up on the defensive end, it's the arm tackling. It's the upper body tackling. Um, not that I ever advocate shooting for the knees and ankles, you know, but just a little bit more uh, kind of, you know, technical type tackling breakdown, uh, head to the side, shoulder on, middle of the chest. Um, th- there was just way too many arm tackles. And, you know, it really reared its head in the Ole Miss game, um, but but no more apparent than in this game. Yeah, that's pretty much what I was getting at. Um, you, you really want to go through their drives, or do you just want to say we were down by a lot at halftime? No, no, we, we, we don't have to go over that. Um, okay. But the, the, the one thing, I mean, again, it was a horrible second quarter. Um, you know, we're, we're going to get to our significance. I'm, I'm, I'm jumping ahead. This is the second time I have. Um, but you know, if we want to look at not one player, not one play, it was the second quarter that killed us. Uh, got by, got down behind too much, made, made too many self-inflicted wounds in the second quarter. Yes. But during the, so in the second quarter said player from Brandon, he made, he makes a massive I mean, it was a blown coverage. They were blown coverages all over the place. But a blown coverage that Pinnock took advantage of. And it, I, I don't want to say his name. Makes a big play down the sidelines. Gets it down to the seven. Should have scored. Goes if to cut, him If he again. cuts inside and doesn't go out of bounds like every Colts receiver, um, <laughs> he, probably, he probably scores, but he, he skirts outside um, instead of trying to make a guy miss. But it's fine. Heinz Ward would have never done that. Okay. Well, that was 15 years ago. But, <laughs> um, so, yeah. So then, you know, he makes the big the big oops on the very next play. I mean, you've got a bunch of momentum. You're looking like, hey, look, we're going to go in halftime, 14-21. You know, not, it's not been a great half offensively. We've looked really rough, really iffy. But to be down one score at Ohio State, at halftime with that really kind mad of at how you're saying Ohio State. I thought we said Ohio State a different way. Ohio State? Ohio State. At Ohio State. There we go. It just and now you throw me off. But e- either way, that was a that was a big, big play in the second quarter. I think I agree yeah, with you so in the second it, quarter. It, it was it was rough. You you know this better than I do. Um was he a running back coming out of high school? He was a receiver coming out of high school, but they're trying to put, they tried him in the running back position. Man, is he, he's only well, a sophomore. That makes, that makes a little bit more sense then because. He was kind of one of those I, kids on, in high school that did everything. Yeah. Because so again, what I saw, cause I watched this over a lot and I watched this, uh, watch this at home. I'm still working from home. And my, my wife literally said, why are you watching this play over 9 million times? He go, he was just north south. I, you know, I thought he was a running back, so I was just like, he knows better to run north south. But he was, if he was strictly a wide receiver, it makes sense. They 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 don't know how to run. Um, but he was basically running north south and hanging the ball out like a loaf of bread. That's a bad combination. It's yeah. a super bad combination. Um, so not only does he get the ball peanut tillman punched out, um, but then he also gets his bell rung. 
So, um, wow. I mean, it was it, monster, monster play. Here's a, a question that we'll never know the answer to, and it doesn't really matter. But it might matter. If the referee's not right there, does that play happen? Because he's he's going, he's running, he's catching the ball, and he makes a move, and the referee's right there. So do you, I don't know. I'm just re I just rewatched the play, and I'm just thinking maybe if that referee's not there. That didn't even I didn't even I catch that. Again, I watched the play so many times. I don't think I think I think in the moment you don't even notice the referee was there. Um, I don't think it affected the play. But I don't know. You're right. We'll never know. David Ells will never say anything about it. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was literally a a 14 point swing. I mean, it was it was brutal. He sort of makes up for it a little bit. He makes up for a one walk in touchdown. Are you kidding me? For one of them, he makes up for one. Kidding me? All three of us could have made that catch and walk in touchdown. Two of us could have made the catch and walked in. Ouch! I'm offended. My ACL's better. <laughs> I was just talking about catching the ball. Um, so let's start the second half. It does not start well. I thought this was it. Thought this was the uh, the ball game. This is when I started grabbing two beers from the fridge every time I went to the fridge. Um, to I think I this is the time where I was just pounding Natty Light too. So you know what's bad if I've gone through the good beer and we're already hitting into the Natty Light and just got past halftime. Then you know it's either going really well or it's really bad, and this was really bad. Thirty-five-seven, uh, real quick, and then uh, didn't even have a third down. They no. Didn't even have a third down on that. No. That what made us look pretty bad. And then uh, what's his name, Joel? But again, we was go back Joel to Clapp? the scripts. Again, let's go back to the scripts. They score on their first drive. They score on their first drive. Yep. Was it um? Was it Joel Clatt? Joel Clatt. Joel Clatt. Yeah, he's the one. This is the one where um, everybody's making a big deal because he was like Romo-esque. And he kept talking about, man, they really like the hard play action. They really like the hard play action. And this is the one where they hit a legitimately hard play action play and hit, um, is it Olave? No, it was Garrett Wilson again. Wilson? Yeah, Wilson had a huge game. Hit Wilson down the sideline. He's coming pretty back much next year. Olave's gone, but Wilson's coming back, I think. No, it's the other way. Are they, they're both coming back? No, no, one of them's Why? going. One of them's going. Alave is the one that's coming back for sure, though. I Wilson's got to go. Dude, Why he's a go? stud. I thought Wilson was coming back. I do. No. I mean, we're, we all have the internets. Michael, you, you not keep talking. Back. Wilson's not coming back. Wilson's gone. Alave's staying. Yeah. So you either have one of those two. <laughs> either way, they score, but. But this is where it gets to be fun time and frustrating time for me. Uh, they don't score again offensively the rest of the game. And IU scores 28, unfortunately. That's it. The rest what of was the your favorite one? What was my favorite score? Yeah. The one, you know, the one that I keep forgetting about is the, the very next one. The one to Freifogel where they blow a... Um, yeah. This isn't my favorite one. It's my second favorite one. And two, I'll tell two you guys, why. Two guys, two guys collapse on the underneath yeah. guy and they yeah. let Fry Fogel run right and past. They, him. And then he I, I I didn't think he could run like that. And he didn't even look like he was trying to run that hard either. Ran all the way into the end zone. 
63 yards out. Oh, I, I have, I have. Did Freifogel just pull away from five-star talent? Yeah. Stud. Oh, all yeah. caps. And That's then, my bullet point. Then it gets super exciting for a second because my boy makes a pick right after that, uh, two plays after that touchdown. And he's on his way to the house. And then he fumbles. He can't do that. I'm pretty sure the Colts just did that the week before, I want to say. He... Okay, so Garrett Wilson is back. Garrett Wilson is back. We've just been updated by that. Who cares? Who's going to throw him the football? Doesn't matter. Um, So, he fumbles. Ohio Ohio State gets the ball back again. But it doesn't matter. It don't matter. Kane Womack's defense shows up, three and out, and then guess what we do again? You want to break this one down? This is probably your favorite one. No, this is my this is my favorite touchdown. This is the one where he catches it in the back of the end zone. This is the one in the in, in the uh, intro where Penix rolls out to his left and just bombs it, just uh, right on a right on a fucking dime to tie fry in the back of the end zone on a post one on one. And this is the one where the dude. I, it, it had to have pissed off the safety. Yeah, this, this is our up last He starts touchdown, punching. Right? Last no, no, it's second the last to last. One. Second to last. No, the last, third to last, I think. Yeah, th- yeah, this is the third to last touchdown. There's still two more after this one. So this is the one where the guy gets mad and he starts like punching the ball afterwards and Typhry just gets up and is like, bro, get out of my face. It gives, it shoves the ball back into his, his belly. Into his belly. Um, And then they miss a field goal. And then... I'll just let you talk about this one. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it's that's the big. Um, this one hurt down here. Yeah, the fifty-six yard uh, tie fry deep two plays, fifty-six yards um, at the ten and a half minute mark. We 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 unfortunately don't score again. Um, it was just just a wonderful ball. I think I think it was Gus Johnson um, when all uh, dropped it in a bucket. Michael Penix drops it in a bucket. Um, but uh, no, you didn't like that by your facial expression. I don't, I don't think you like that. I'll keep my impressions at, a, at bay. Um, but yeah, no, it was absolutely unbelievable play. It, it shows so much hope for next year. I mean, that's, that's ultimately, not ultimately, but that was another key factor of this game is just we get both these guys coming back. I and mean, we can talk about Garrett Wilson and Olave coming back. We have Penix and Freifogel coming back. And Freifogel was just as impactful as both of those guys. Maybe not, well, definitely not as talented, uh, but just as impactful um, as those two. So, Which one of them won the Big Ten wide receiver of the year? Tell me that fucking is talented. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, I um, – I, again, it was it was my favorite touchdown. Um, the uh, remember when they when they the announcers originally said um, it was an offensive pass interference. Oh, we're skipping that far ahead. I thought you were going to want to talk about your David Ellis. No, you can talk your about David that. Ellis drop and then Sean Wade touchdown. But yeah, you're right. That's the one. And we missed it. What are you? T- what are we doing? Is this the one? I thought th- we missed the David Ellis touchdown. You already talked about that one. I'm not talking about that. Okay. Again, that's that's a play literally anyone can make. So this it was a gr- it was a great play. It was it was five wide, ran a pick play underneath, and there wasn't a defender, in. and he walked. In. So this is the the one that you're talking about, the tie fry down the sidelines. This is the one where I was 
when he I saw he caught it, started celebrating, saw three flags fly in. I think it was at least flat or at least two, two to three fly in. And I thought immediately, nope, offensive pass interference doesn't matter. It's coming back. And then I I almost felt guilty. I was like, oh shit, how did we get away with that one? Oh, dude, it was not OPI. It was not an OPI. Oh yeah, on the rewatch, I I mean during the game, I was just like, oh God, okay, cool. Well, this is when there's no VAR in college football, so they can't review that. So that's good. Um, but yeah, on the rewatch, it was it was pretty obvious. A great catch, and then never gave up, just kept going. And uh we got ourselves a ball game at that point, but then uh yeah. They go four and or well, they go down to the seven, and you're thinking that's it, just kick a field goal, that's the game. Take points. Take yep. points. Always take points. Always take points. Uh, and they don't. The kicker did miss it already. Yeah, but from 56, I think, right? It was deep. 44. Missed from 44. And this one was from 23 yards out. But I I don't know what they were doing. I mean, it was a great play design. I mean, how many times have you seen that run one way, go back to the other side to the tight end? I mean, you, I, I feel like I see that play go for seven you know, two or three times every, every Saturday, you know, I mean, that, 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 that is a high percentage play. They were waiting to bust that out and IU couldn't have played it better. There was yeah. nothing. There yeah. was absolutely nothing. And then absolutely nothing pretty much summarizes the rest of the game. So <laughs> it's like three and out and punt. And then there, uh, or maybe or four plays and then punt. And then, uh, they punt. Oh, because Hendershot caught a ball. I mean, it was a great combat catch for a first, you know, uh, uh, that was actually the last play of the game I saw. I hope fans don't think differently of me. I was, uh, I was, a, I was on my way to go to Florida. Um, so I, I missed this. Uh, That's right. I, I, I was texting you the, the end of the game. I forgot correct. about that. Correct. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is the most of the game I saw. I saw Hendershot catch it and I was like, we're going down the field and scoring. That didn't happen. Um, but again, I mean, there was, I don't know. It was just tough. It was, it was to get so close. I understand your point of view, but also to get so close, um, you know, we got closer than anyone did except for the national champion. So. Yeah. And so that's, that's kind of my, my whole thing is that you're so close. You're so close. You're so close, but there's so many things the running game on each side of the football didn't work for us either side of the football. I mean, the fact that they ran, I get that. Uh, what was his name? Their running back that they, I think he was T. injured. Yeah. But the other guy, Sermon, Sermon, he is the one that went off towards the end of the year. Teague didn't even play at the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, or not very much at least, but Teague, how Teague had a, a career career game against us. <laughs> like 170 yards and two touchdowns. That's just not his game. That's Sermon's game. And Sermon still had 60 yards on nine carries, so he still was killing it. But yet we had a total runs, of negative one 50 yard. 50 runs. I mean, yeah. they absolutely pounded the rock and were extremely efficient. Six yards per carry, which that's hard to have your average after that many runs. I mean, that's 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 insanely. But, I mean, you, you said it. I mean, if there's one position group that needs to be better – um, it needs to be a defensive line. Um, so, I mean, it, it honestly, you could tell the talent gap. You know, that, that was pretty much the only game this year where there was a considerable talent gap in a position 
positional category. Yep, I agree. All right, um, we kind of hit some of the major moments, big plays. Do you have anything else as far as the game breakdown goes that you want to touch on before we move on to our players of the game? Well, I mean, so I have a few things. Um, and we were just talking about the run game, uh, and we joked about it at the beginning. But is this a formula that the Hoosiers can adopt and be successful? No run game and throw the ball 50 times? Yep. No. You have to have a run game. You have to. I mean, it's just it's just fundamental football. I mean, Was, you have to run for more than 10 yards. That's our leading rush. I completely agree with you. Do you think this was their game plan, or did it just kind of happen in the flow of the game? Do I think this was their game plan? No. Do I think that they were prepared to move to this? Yes. Because they're thinking, okay, if we can establish the run, because they came out pretty quick with um, – with Scott, I want to say on the first drive and we're bam, bam, shut down, shut down, shut down. And then like they tried to go back to him a couple more times. He only carried the ball seven times. They ran the ball 14 times. I want to say maybe less than that because there was some kneels, but um, I mean, the, the, the run game was immediately thrown out the window. Yep. No, I, I agree. So I, I'm, but Need to be addressed over the offseason. Um, the next thing I kind of wanted it to, to hit on um, was something that we got burned on a lot in the bowl game. Man, we ran crossers amazing this game. Um, and knowing, you know, DJ Matthews is coming in, you know, I think with Ellis with another year, I think we can utilize the underneath game. That I think that's the next progression in Penix's development. Because I, I had a, a few notes. Four times, Penix chose the difficult throw over the easy throw. And, and that's just a progression of reads, right? That, that, that's one thing that's going to need to come with experience and development. Um, so, uh, so that's, that's, that's one thing I noted. Yeah, so with, with Penix, he's going to have this. I want to say he's got another year under his belt now. But what, how many games has he played? He's been playing for three years now. 19. Going into his fourth year, and he's played how many games? 19. 19 games. How many Season games has he started? Season and a half. Yeah, but how many games has he started? He's started probably. nine or ten games. They've no, lost, he's, they've he's, lost he's, two. He's probably played. A, he's probably started a full season. He's, he's had to start a full season. I don't think so. Because he was out. We only played, he only played five games this year. Right. Well, he, he, he's got two more, and I think it's fairly obvious what we have to work on because when he actually gets down, when he actually um, – because that's another thing I noted, um, not only when he progressed through his reads, but also knowing when to tuck and run the ball. Um, you know, he, he's always been really good at picking his points of when he does that, um, but I think that's another development step for him. No more running football. No more running football unless you have to. Uh, he's for Mike total, Tomlin, you can't you can't live in your fears. Um, he's played a total. You got you got to play your old game. Uh, fifteen games. I don't know how many he started. He didn't start any his redshirt freshman year, right? Freshman year, none. Redshirt freshman, which would have been no. So he would have played like three or four, and then he started six. So, yeah, he's probably 10 games, 10 or 11 games. I guess he would have started all six games last year that yeah. he could have played. So, six. So, he's he's played, you're right, about 12. 
God, 12 games, but he's only lost. Doubt me, bro. He's only lost two games as a starter. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing that I really noticed, um, and he's always done this um, for better or for worse, he hangs in that pocket. Um, his pocket awareness is very high, um, which I think is what makes, you know, well, I don't think he has any NFL appeal now with his injury history, but I think that was a big, big NFL thing is he had amazing pocket awareness. Yeah. He's got a lot of time to build it, to build it back up. And as I said, he's coming in as I know you don't think he's going to become preseason, but he, I, everything I read is he's pretty highly ranked. Uh, he's not even experts. walking yet, Michael. It doesn't matter. You don't have to walk to throw the football. <laughs> Just can't be on your so, knees. What, what, what about you? Any other any, any questions for me? Any other points? Um, whether big moments or, or notes of success here no. for you? So my notes of su- success, we've kind of gone over what worked. Um, I thought the passing defense was okay. Uh, yeah. The corners were really good. I the think that they bad. got the safeties yeah. weren't weren't great. Um, I mean, three interceptions, the sacks that we did get to him. Who's a safety going into next year that you're comfortable with? Mm, this is an early question. Brandon Drandos, but we're talking safety, so I'm not going to say that. That's a good it. question. Does Raheem Lane count as a safety? Or I mean, is he a corner? You, you get Lane and, and Ball coming back, but how ball, can they be relied? I, I'll, I mean, I'll rely on him. Uh, I mean, again, so we're, I, I like the experience we're bringing back in the defensive line. You didn't have any – impact D recruits, but we're semi deep in the D line. I'm worried about the safety group. If we're talking, if we're talking about that, I mean, again, I think lane and ball have all the talent in the world. Um, and Bryson bonds got some time in, but man, um, you know, you lose Jamar Johnson. It's the cupboards a little bare at safety. If you ask me, they'll be okay. I mean, they've got how many kids come in Two. Yeah, Freeman and um, a name that I thought you were going to bring up. I I, I think Josh Sangetti. Um, Sange- yeah, Sangetti, Sanguinetti, whatever. I, 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 Sanguinetti, whatever. I think, whatever I think if Sangetti can Josh make a S. turn, can make a can make a because he's going to be a junior, right? Yeah, is Burgess back too? I mean, I like Burgess. He's made some big plays, but he's also been Burgess. viable to the deep ball as well. He's he's another Brian Fitzgerald. And Monsters um, back. Yeah, yeah. Still, I think we're okay. I think we're okay. And Bryant's got experience, whether or not he's great or not. I mean, he may have just had a bad year last year. I thought he was pretty good his first two years. Yeah. So we'll see. We will see what happens. Uh, do we even need? No. Yeah. Cause there's two of them. I guess we can talk about them. Let's do players of the game. Uh, I'll go first. Start with off. You want me to go first? Why don't you go first? I'll go first and I will take miles. No, I'm just kidding. I will take uh, Tyrese. Tyrell, I think it's Tyrese. Uh, Fry Fogel the third. I think you might actually be Ty Fry. Just Ty Fry. It doesn't matter. I'll take Ty Fry. Seven catches. What? I I think I have beast, stud, monster. (laughs) Like the adjectives I was throwing out there in my notes is is just incredible because he just kept making play after play after play. I mean, yeah. I mean, Ty Fry is definitely the offensive player of the game, but. I think Watt played really hard and he made a few key, very key first downs. He lowered the boom a couple of times. Um, You can never doubt WAP's heart. And again, he's not, not the most talented, not, um, you know, kind of lets his emotions get the better and worse of him. Uh, But I I loved what he did. Um, So he's my honorable mention. I mean, but you got to go Penix too. 
right? I mean, there's again, only two picks. Sl- yeah, slow, sl- slow start, but yeah, I mean, Penix was amazing. You could go Miles Marshall. He was a better quarterback. He was he yeah. was the better quarterback. Yeah, you could you could you could convince me into Miles Marshall. He had four catches. He had that huge catch uh, in the first quarter to set up the first touchdown. Yeah, um, producer Seth, uh, who is that out of line? Is this a is this a biased comment? Was Michael Penix the better quarterback in this game? In the second half, yeah, yeah. I, I think he played a smarter time. He, 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 he didn't make the mistakes that Justin Fields made. I mean, I think, I think Justin Fields is a, obviously more talented, but I think that doesn't make him a better player in that game. Yeah, Justin Fields was as responsible for getting the lead as he was for letting IU stick around. 100%. 100%. Here's a question. It. If Justin Fields throws the ball 51 times, they lose. You think so? I mean, they're, they're, look at the time of possession, Michael. Yeah. And and look what their running backs did throughout the game. Um, I mean, it was a phenomenal, phenomenal game plan. Um, yeah, I mean, if, if if both of teams are playing seven on seven in the horseshoe, IU wins that game. Okay, well, let's flip the let's flip it a little bit. What if Penix throws three picks? This game's not even close. Oh, it's fifty six seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's get your defensive player of the game. Uh, for me, you love when you don't hear a corner's name. Um, that means he played phenomenal. Um, so I'm going Taiwan Mullen. Uh, the guy gave up again, some huge stats, but it was mainly crossers over the middle with nickel cornerbacks, safeties and linebackers where they did a lot of their damage. They got absolutely nothing on the sidelines. Uh, Taiwan was the best defensive back in this game. I agree. I agree. He's way better than whoever that other player on their team. Um, I'll just take the obvious one, I guess. And I'll go Micah McFadden. Totally was my number one. Yeah. Uh, led the team in tackles. Uh, had one TFL, no sacks, unfortunately. Imagine if, imagine if he had two sacks. Yeah. He, dro- he missed two sacks. Both drives ended up resulting yep. in touchdowns. And that's what's, I think that's what's keeping him coming back next year. Is if this guy can can clean up his tackling, and be consistent every game. He's a stud. Absolute day one, day two guy. Just, I mean, the, the kid's incredible. Alex Anzalone. I don't know what that means. Uh, linebacker from Florida. He's with the, I think he's with the Saints now. Hakuna Matata mm-hmm. means no worries. Mm-hmm. He's rest. that kind of guy. He's a he's a starting starting middle linebacker in the ML in the NFL. Oh, I was thinking, uh, what's his name? Josie Jewell. Uh, Josie Jewell. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I made that comparison. Uh, I think either I don't know. I made it because I'm smart. Um, so uh, I'm surprised you talked about somebody that wasn't on the Steelers. Oh God, how great would Josie Jewell be on the Steelers? Um, anyway, you're ready to get into Brando's Randos because yes. uh, I got yes. uh, some some cupcake ones again. I, I've already asked a lot of mine. Um, hold on, hold on. Before we get to Brando's Randos, oh god, how did I almost miss this? Yes. I don't know. We must, 
we must talk about our sponsor real quick. And of course, today's episode is sponsored by the Monon Track Club. The Monon Track Club is Indiana's running brand built on a deep love for the sport in the Hoosier State. They craft products, tell stories, and create experiences that aim to celebrate, support, and add to Indiana's running culture. Guys, do you like running? No, me neither. But do you like sick hoodies and t-shirts? Yes, for sure. Make sure you order maybe a, a half size over what you normally order. <laughs> Just a heads up. Um, but check out the link in the show notes and shop MTC. Support a small business owned by an IU alumni um, who does like 800 other things. So if you need lawyer support too, you can probably hit him up through, <laughs> through the website as well. Uh, and as a thank 2009 you, could have used that yes <laughs> and as a, as a thank you to our listeners mtc is offering customers 10 percent off their purchase with promo code leo10 if you live locally you can probably save on shipping as well uh by just stopping by his house i ever, ever tell you that story what's no and, and, it, should and, we put I, it on i the feel pot? like it happened a lot in bloomington I don't know if it happened up in Purdue because I don't think they like partied or drank up at all up there. Uh, but I thought it, I thought it was my apartment uh, when my keys didn't work, so I kicked in the door um, and broke into someone's house unintentionally. Um, so I was breaking an entry felon for like two weeks before they knocked it down to a misdemeanor. But uh, do you but, want yeah. me to cut this out of the podcast because we are recording? <laughs> it's, it, it's, it happened. It happened twelve years ago. It's outside whatever laws that is. It's already been expunged. So I will not talk about it. the things that I did twelve years ago on the pod. <laughs> would not be very good. We would lose all uh, chance of ever getting Tom Allen on here if he ever heard about half the things that I did when I was twelve years ago. Uh, so let's move on. Yes. <laughs> So uh, uh, randos, yeah, got, randos, everybody's favorite. So again, I think uh, a lot, a, a lot of plays, um, woulda, coulda, shoulda plays. What was, what was the most heartbreaking slash biggest play that cost us the game? This is an easy one for me. Yeah, it hurt my soul. It hurt my heart. It hurt my eyes. It hurt my ears. Jamar Johnson's fumble after the interception. Here's why. We get major momentum after that touchdown to Ty Fry. If we have it, and then we come right into an interception. We've got the ball, I believe, without checking, well inside Ohio State territory, maybe inside the 20. 25. They, 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 where it got recovered was inside the 20. Yes. Yep. So we're setting up again. Tons of Mo, Uncle Mo's here, knocking on the door, and then we. I don't think I let Uncle Mo visit my kids. By the way, no, my kids aren't home. Uh, when Uncle when Uncle Mo comes over, the kids the kids the kids go to bed, um, and lock their doors. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that this sounds weird, but I don't know. Uh, I don't know what we were trying to do there with Uncle Mo. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was the one. That one hurt. That one hurt mainly just because it was Jamar. But yeah, that was uh, that Again, was a tough I, one. Yeah, that's um, that that was a tough one. Um, mine is in that second quarter. That which is also the Jamar Johnson fumble also happened in the second quarter. Uh, but but the David Ellis fourteen point swing right before halftime. Um, 
you know, I, when, when I was sitting there in, in the airport bar watching the game, I thought the game was over. I thought, I thought, I thought when they went up 28, seven, right before half, I thought, see you later. It's fine. I can go to my terminal and, and quit watching, which I'm, I'm glad I didn't. Um, but what play brought us back into the game? What, when did you start getting hope again? When I started getting hope, um, yes. I mean, I, I think we when I started feeling like, OK, now this is no longer just like one of those comebacks and then they're going to go score. touch. It, it really, really hit me on the tie right touchdown uh, on the Which interference one? up against the uh, yep. sideline. Yep. That was when I was like, oh, OK, <laughs> this is this is real right now. I'm um, ready to be hurt again. Yeah. So uh, that, that was the, the point in time where I was like, all right, well, maybe this is uh um, going to be a totally different outcome than what usually happens. But um, unfortunately, this time around, it uh, was back to tradition. Last question, and this kind of summar- summarizes the whole pod. Um, I thought your questions were supposed to be fun, by the way. <laughs> I didn't know they were supposed to be fun. I thought they were serious. Uh, I, I'll, I'll change it up. This is a serious podcast. I think in this, in this, this lines up exactly with significance. How, how will you remember this game? Will you remember this game as the Penix Freifogel breakout game? Um, will you remember this game as a game that almost was? Like, how are you remembering this game? Or are you just getting drunk and forever forgetting this ever happened? So, you know me. I usually record win, loss. Uh, I will record the games and rewatch them usually the next day. Um, this one... This to yesterday was the first day I rewatched it. Uh, this one, this one hurt. Um, I unfortunately, and I know that I gave you a bunch of shit about uh, killing him at the beginning of the pod. For me, this will always be the David Ellis game. Um, and Bub, I love you if you listen to the to the pod. But the and it's not him. It could have been anybody. It could have been Marshall. It could have been. Uh, wop wop, in the middle, anybody yeah. uh for me the biggest turning point in this game the the part that i think pretty much put it away um was his drop on the wheel route down the sideline yes. and then the very next play was the the uh we don't the, the, the person to be the person to not harder. be named pick six it was it was a challengeable catch one that should have been made but when rewatching it, because again, that was another play I rewatched probably a handful of times. He unnecessarily laid out for it. He could have just kept running. Um, he just he 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 got in his own head. He got happy feet. He he kind of saw the green in front of him and freaked out. He could have um, walked. He could have caught the ball. I'm not saying that he could have walked to catch it, but he once he catches the ball, he's he's coasting. Gone. He's coasting. Yep. Yeah, there was unnecessary jump. Um, red is even red is jump wrong. I mean, you just botch that play, but it, it was harder on rewatch than I originally thought. Like I originally thought it was like, you know, stone hands. Um, but it, it, it wasn't, it wasn't quite that one to 10. It was probably a six, maybe, maybe a seven. Difficult. Well, that's why. Yeah. That's why I don't want to put it all on him. But he was the he was the intended receiver. I mean, that's that is what it is. I can't call it the Mike Penix game. I can't say all oh, Penix missed that receiver. Yeah. It's like the guy he missed was David Ellis. 
and it just yeah. happened to be him. So, um, yeah, is that it? That's the three. That's it. That's it. I'll make them more fun next time. Yeah, next time. I didn't know time. who we were going with. I didn't know the bit. I didn't know so, there was a bit. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's everybody's favorite segment. I'll lean into the bit harder next time. So, um, before we get to significance of win, let's do kind of what you teased at the beginning of the pod. Um, I know, you know, we'll wait until the end. We'll let that be the end. Uh, let's talk about our significance of the game. Um, this is the first and only time during the regular season that this is not called significance of the win. Uh, Brandon, what was the significance of this game for you? Fight and resilience. I said at the beginning, um, not going to go into too much more detail because I, because I kind of already ruined this. Um, but it just embodied everything that Tom Allen is. It's why we're the LEO podcast. It's why this isn't a one, one season thing. Um, yeah, for, for me, this, the team never quit. Um, and, and that team will, this team will never quit under Tom Allen because he's such a leader and the team plays for him so hard. Unlike the other sport that IU does basketball, where the team completely quit on him and nobody plays for Archie Miller. Um, so just very thankful. I, uh, I'm, I'm part of the LEO podcast and not the uh, Archie Bunker podcast. Um, uh, we usually don't do that on this podcast, but, um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, for me, the significance of the game, uh, I know that you think I'm being Mr. Debbie Downer and Mr. B, you know, not, uh, excited to do this review. Everyone grieves differently. I think right now, you know, you're, you're, you're mourning in this. I mean, it, that's an, my heart hurts, Brandon. That's it. That's an acceptable. That's you. Everyone grieves differently. So here's what I wrote. After watching this game, initially, I didn't think we were really this good. I really just thought that, hey, you know, they went up 35-7. They sat back. They didn't care. They let us get, you know, a couple touchdowns, and then they just took it back over. Not the case. This team is, this team on rewatch is really good. Like, But... There's a big caveat to that, and we saw it at the end of the season. Michael Penix, when he's on, so for two and a half quarters of every game he's played, is really, really good yep. um, to the point to where we we should be, uh, you know, God forbid he gets another injury. If he can stay healthy for a full season, we're a, a – major contender nationally if he plays the next two seasons fully we lose four combined games that's a lot i think we i think we lose three next year and then i think his senior year i think his senior year we lose one game three i think we lose three next year who we losing to idaho i don't know (laughs) yeah i don't know uh, no, I think we, uh, I think we win every game ever, the rest of the, the rest of the time he plays. Um, uh, so with 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 your with your there, what what are you grading? Because I think you may go higher than me. I think this is the first time my grade will be lower than your grade. No, my grade is not on the traditional English schooling um, 
American schooling grading oh, you can't, scale. You can't go incomplete like I did last week because mine was the biggest cop-out answer of all time. I went with E for effort. God, you stole mine for incomplete <laughs> last week, you son of a bitch. And then I put uh, in quotations, no moral victories. So I don't want to sit here and say, oh, you know, this is a, this is an A plus because we didn't give up. and We were so close to beating them. This is such a good, such a good game. No, the the score is, you know, for effort is an A plus, 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 plus extra credit, whatever. Remember that? That was cool. Wish we got extra credit for like real life shit, but uh, like A plus 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 for effort. So I'll give it an E for effort. Um, they just didn't stop, man. We've talked about it the whole pod. They never gave up. So, what was your grade? So I actually, since I gave a uh, BS answer, I actually I gave offense. I gave an A. Defense. I gave a B minus. Special teams B. I think we played a B game. Um, I think if we play, if we play an A game, I think we win. You know, I think if we, if we play a B plus or a minus, who, who knows? 50, 50. Um, I think the fact that we can go toe to toe with Ohio state and not play our best game, getting there only says what potential this team has. And it's super exciting to know that. All right. So this is the time that I kind of teased, um, this will be Seth's uh, first small segment in this. Seth, from an outsider, somebody that was watching this uh, with a clear bias towards hatred of IU and as you should, Ohio State. I hate his school. So, uh, <laughs> of clear bias of actually hating both of the schools, maybe Ohio State more than IU. Actually, how um, Purdue's kind of owned Ohio State, not owned, but I mean they've had their moments. Don't forget that one game. Remember that one game that they keep talking about that was uh, like three or four years ago under the lights in Purdue where they – good thing to talk about. Ron Dale. <laughs> With Ron Dash Dale. Um, what, what did you think? What, you, you can give a grade and then you can talk a little bit about what you, what you think about how you played, if you thought this was a flute game, if you thought this was something that was real. What did you think? Oh boy. All right. On the spot. All right. Uh, this was a super exciting game to watch. Um, as you said, I think my hatred for Ohio state may boil over slightly more than my hatred for IU. Um, so this game had me rooting full bore for IU. Uh, it was one of those really weird, awkward positions to be in um, where you're rooting for IU uh, unabashedly. But for me, it was the excitement of kind of the underdog thrill of the chase. And I had not given IU much credit for their wins up to this point. Um, so I honestly earned a hell of a lot of more respect for them. Uh, maybe uh, maybe they earned a hell of a lot more respect from me, I should say. Um in the loss than they had in a few of the wins previously. So for me, that was the moment where I go, oh shit, when we play this year, they are going to kick our ass and it's going to be bad. And my text to you after that game where I, if I remember correctly, and uh, it may be a little hazy now, but um, was something along the lines of, oh boy, if this is real, we're in trouble. Um, so yeah, it, for me, it was a super exciting game to watch, but it was not, um, you know, I focused less on the result. Uh, it was more on the legitimacy of the program. I thought that was impressive. 
Good answer. You can continue to produce our podcast. Um, yeah, that was that was good to hear for sure. When, for when you guys hear us it. laughing, it is it is mostly the commentary by by our producer. So he, yeah. he does he does wonderful things for us. He also fact checks all my bullshit. So you can thank him for that. And then I get it wrong, and then we have to fact check that again. But yeah, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get there. This we'll we'll smooth this up. Small for steps. Sure. So uh, let's wrap it up a little bit. Be sure to check out the pod on Facebook and Twitter. It's facebook.com. Also, rewatch this game, people. And rewatch the game. Rewatch this game. It's unbelievable. You'll okay. you'll enjoy it. I promise. On Facebook. Or you won't. Facebook. No, I can't. Facebook.com. Backslash podcast leo, and on Twitter at podcast leo also subscribe download rate review please very much then do it again you can you can rate us and do whatever you want you can be bad rating just as long as you subscribe and then you unsubscribe and then resubscribe again and then rate again and then you know do all that stuff so uh tell your friends about us tell your uh purdue people tell the ohio state people tell iu people tell old miss people because they seem pretty nice um most engagement is from other teams fan bases which yeah. is pretty, pretty weird and cool i mean trolls exist but yeah. uh yeah this isn't this isn't this is for everybody if any although if any I, ohio state people want to reach out like you guys can go fuck yourself so uh, if i can sit through this every week anybody else can yeah <laughs> i don't know so either, way, do either way all <laughs> six of it. you all six of our listeners we love you very much uh brandon will uh we will we'll be off next week actually so i was gonna say we'll do it again next week but i will probably be by myself or i'll have seth join or maybe i can grab a special guest we'll see uh until then brandon elio Elio. Elio. Awesome day. Elio. Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate that. Elio. All right. Great. Elio. Appreciate you guys. Elio. You're welcome, Dave. Have a great day. Elio. Have a great day. Elio. Appreciate you being here with us. Have an awesome day. And Elio. Oh, thank you so much. Elio. Well, thanks so much. Elio. Hey, thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate that. Elio. Appreciate you guys, man. Have an awesome day. Elio. Awesome. Elio. Elio. Elio.